<sighs> Long distance relationships. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. Okay, so we are going to talk today about a bunch of shit and a bunch of shit. But to start off with a bunch of shit, we're going to talk about a piece of shit named James Harden, who plays in Houston. That was that was very nice. I liked hey. that. <laughs> <laughs> I think your goal there was how many times can I say shit in a sentence and still pull it together? <laughs> I feel like I, that actually kind of worked out. I, I didn't really know where I was going when I started, but I felt like when I got there, it was pretty good. You finished off really nicely with it. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so James Harden was spotted in a strip club what like two days ago for the babies yeah with the baby as training camp is beginning for the nba and this dude's in a pandemic out of the strip club giving out 100k in cash and a watch worth 200k to a rapper who sucks that is not a hot take the baby just sucks speaking of the baby it sucks that that's who anthony edwards thinks is the greatest artist of all time legitimately does he legitimately? Oh, yes. man. You shouldn't have told me that. even farther down. <laughs> when you're an aspiring rapper and your favorite rapper and greatest artist of all time is the baby? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's not good. Even if your favorite's the baby, you still have to just be like, no, it's Biggie or something like that. Like, just, just lie about it, even. Right. Say it's but, Jay-Z. I don't fucking care. Just don't say it's like... Not the baby. Not, not the baby. baby. Yeah. At least it didn't say NBA Youngstar. Or really, it's Youngstar NBA, but... Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but regardless, it's not... But hey, he's, he's young. He'll figure it out at some point, maybe. So yeah, James Harden is like basically saying to the Rockets, I hate you guys so much. Get me the fuck out of Houston. I'm going to be an asshole. And he's been just causing a lot of problems, right? But the interesting thing, Paul, to me now is I think like the the past, well, really today, it's changed. His tone has changed. And Paul and I were talking about just like kind of potential trade destinations for James Harden, if not the Nets, because the Nets can't get that done. It's not going to happen. Um, it is highly unlikely. Very highly unlikely. Well, and today um, the Nets basically were like, we're not giving up Kyrie or KD and the Houston Rockets were saying, well, we're not going to do a deal without one of them. And I mean, if, so, you're the, if you're the Nets, the whole reason you trade for James Harden is to try to win the title. You want all three of them to try to win the title with. So it, it doesn't make sense just to swap out one for another one. Right. And you know, what Paul and I were talking about was that it kind of the, what was the example you used, Paul? Oh, the Kawhi example, right? He wanted to go to L.A., wanted to go to L.A. San Antonio was like, well, how about Canada, bitch? So he went to Canada, to Toronto. Yeah, so, so two, super well. two top five players in recent history have been traded. That's Kawhi and, um, well, 
Anthony Davis, Paul George was also traded. He's not top five, but he used to be top five in my heart. But <laughs> um, Anthony Davis was like, I want to go to the Lakers. And the Pelicans were like, do we have to? And, and the Lakers gave the Pelicans a lot for Anthony Davis. They did. But Anthony Davis still got what he wanted. He was basically like, I want to go here. And he got that. James Harden tried to do that with Brooklyn. He was like, I want to go there. And it seems like it's just not going to happen. But when Kawhi wanted a trade from San Antonio, he wanted to go to LA also. And the Spurs organization was basically like, uh, you're under contract. So you're either going to play for us or we're going to get the biggest return we can for you. And you're going wherever we send you Bye. And they sent him to Toronto, which is not LA. And I mean, he ended up winning a championship there. So if you're Kawhi, you can't really be all that upset about it. Not and, now, at least. And he's in LA now, like the dude won a title and still ended up a year later where he wanted to be. But it is, it is just kind of interesting how the teams handle that situation. They're like, yeah, you know, we'll try to make this work for you. Or if they're just basically flat out like, hey, man, you signed the deal. Either you play or you're going somewhere else and you're someone else's problem now. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Paul made the point that an example he used was Indiana, you know, maybe would have the pieces to trade for James Harden and James Harden would absolutely hate playing in Indiana. So I think he has seen what has happened with Kawhi and and other players and things that have happened um, and transpired over the past few years. And he's probably like, okay, Let's look at the Eastern Conference landscape because that's the most likely place to be traded to because they're right. not going to trade him. Right now, he's in, the, yeah, he's in the Western Conference. Right. If Houston, and a lot of it depends what Houston wants to do. If they still want to make the playoffs this year and they basically want to trade James Harden for another really good player, then they probably don't want to trade him to the West because then that's just another team they have to fight for a playoff spot. But if Houston's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just blow it up. Everything sucks and our owner's a cheap ass, then maybe they just trade him within the Western Conference and just get the best return possible. And the best return may also not be in the Western Conference. So It may, it may not be. So Harden comes out today. He had said the Nets was the only destination he'd be traded to, and now he's like, well, Philly. I guess he said that a couple of days ago. He's like, Philly I could be traded to. That'd be fine. And now today he has said Milwaukee and Miami have been added to his list. So – He's signaling that he is open to being traded to multiple teams um, or to, to a handful of different teams, some options, but he wants to go somewhere where he can still compete. So so James Harden, the strip club connoisseur, he has his jersey retired in a strip club because he spent like 100000 there in one night, something like that, <laughs> which is <laughs> kind of hilarious in its own way. But... I think if you're James Harden, your least desirable destinations to go to would be Utah because what strip club in Utah are you going to go to in Indiana? Because what strip club in Indiana are you going to go to? Right. But the Indiana kind of makes sense. To me, they're a, they're one of those fringe playoff teams. They have enough interesting pieces, you know, intriguing pieces that they'd be willing to part with that Houston could talk themselves into liking. And then you put James Harden with a bunch of really good other players who are still there. And they go from being a five seed to a two seed, maybe. You know, and 
give themselves a real shot. I would like, argue, no, there's no way Indiana becomes a two seed with James Harden. With James uh, Harden? I would bet, I would, we can make a bet on that. I would think that would never happen. And it depends how much they have to give up, but they basically, I mean, they were, what, a six seed last year, and they got nothing from Victor Oladipo? Right. So you trade Victor Oladipo as part of your trade, and you get James Harden back, like, that's... That's just an immediate upgrade right there. You'd have to lose one of Turner or Sabonis in the deal also. It is, but all the all the top Eastern Conference teams either are the same or got better. And you have the Nets who... That is were, true, but I mean, you would be adding a James Harden and losing, we'll say Sabonis, because I like Sabonis more than Turner. Sure, but like, okay, for example, um, Boston... Like I mean, they got Tristan Thompson, whatever. But they're like they have a <laughs> year, a yeah, year right. older. No, sure. the, the Pacers have, can't beat Tristan Thompson. But they have a year older Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, which is just gonna be better, right? Um, yeah. Miami, you re-sign Goran Dragic, you sign a couple other pieces. They're gonna be probably as good as last year. Um, Philly is gonna be better with the signings that they made, trades they made. They're gonna be better, right? Um, obviously Brooklyn. Is going to be better than they were last year. So, right. I don't disagree that the Pacers would be far better with James Harden over, you know, versus Oladipo. But most of the other top teams have gotten better. The only one they'd be piggybacking over, in my opinion, if that happened, would be Toronto. Yeah, Toronto's kind of an unknown. I mean, they did, right. lose, they did lose Serge Ibaka, who I like. I think Ang- Angasol. I think that matters. Angasol, yeah. That's true. I mean, they have a year older Siakam, a year older OG, Fred Van Fleet, Kyle Lowry. Like, they're still going to be good. Yeah, but they may drop to like a six seed or something. That's possible. Anyway, I still like Indiana. It it probably won't happen, but to me, the, to me right now, I think the most likely destination is Philly, probably. Yeah, which would be something because Houston's GM Daryl Morey is now the Seventy Sixers GM just following him around but they have the pieces and one one trade that i floated um would actually include the wolves a three-team trade that would put um it would involve d'angelo russell james harden and ben simmons and it would have d'angelo russell probably uh at least one future first for minnesota as well going to houston yep ben simmons going to minnesota and harden into philly even if it's just a two-team trade between philly and and houston I mean, they get Ben Simmons, they'll be pretty happy. And I I do kind of like that three-team trade. On paper, it works out pretty well for everyone, actually. Well, the thing about it is Houston, um, although they have new management and stuff, it's still the same kind of organization. And, you know, they're used to playing two guards. So John Wall and D'Lo could play well off each other. I mean, D'Lo can play off the ball, right? So... Um, and you can stagger minutes and that kind of stuff. Obviously, Ben Simmons would fit great in Minnesota because they need more defense, and he's also a ball handler. And, yep. you know, James Harden and Philly is a no-brainer. I mean, him and Embiid, and then the other pieces that they've gotten, Tobias Harris, I think would also benefit greatly from James Harden on the team. So, Do they have Seth Curry just sitting in the corner? He, Seth Curry would shoot like 50% on threes for this season. I know we said it before, maybe even like the last episode or something, but Seth Curry is, again, statistically. Statistically. But statistically, he is the greatest shooter in NBA history. And that, statistically. Would, that would only go up. Yeah. You have James Harden's space on the floor. His looks are going to become even more open. 
<laughs> like Seth Curry is like, come on, baby. <laughs> well, that's the thing when Seth Curry is your fourth option on offense. Yeah, I mean that's it's that's crazy. how you get open looks. It's crazy. Yeah, he'll just. I mean, you go. It it'd be the PJ Tucker role, just stand around the edge, catch the ball, shoot a three. So yeah, he it's the PJ Tucker role, but with worse defense and way better offense, right? So yeah. Like you have one of the best three point shooters, arguably the best three point shooter in the league, but pure shooters, just open. Yeah. And I mean you have Joel Embiid to suck up space down low too. Like Seth Curry wants James Harden on that team. Yes. I'd be a good team. Like if James Harden wants to go to a contender, Philly's not a bad landing spot. They'd be without Ben Simmons, assuming he gets traded as part of the deal. Sure. But that's still a good team. Well, it is, it's actually a really good team, and honestly, it might be the best fit because James Harden can still be the focal point offensively, right? But oh, yeah. it, would be, it would be his best supporting cast he's ever, maybe ever played with. I mean, the best big man he's ever played with, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think it would be – yeah, I think that would be a really good spot for him. So Plus, as- I'd be interested to see, even though like stuff went really south – in uh, LA with Doc Rivers and his players, I'd be curious to see how James Harden would do with Doc Rivers as his coach. Yeah, James Harden kind of has, I mean, he's kind of a cancer. He kind of has that reputation. Uh, Doc Rivers is building a rep. I mean, he, he used to be regarded as a great coach. I think that reputation's been tarnished a little bit in recent years. He's still very good. Yes. He used to be considered the in the top five of coaches. He's yeah. he's top ten now. Yeah. But, but, I mean, that is true. That'd be interesting, too. Although it didn't work with D'Antoni, and D'Antoni has... I mean, he has some flaws, but he's still a very respected coach. He is. I just think Doc Rivers has a... when. Let me put it to you this way. When Doc Rivers has player buy-in, which I think he'll have in general in Philly, he does really well. Yeah. Paul George and, just thought he was better than everybody else, so... <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, I've come around to your opinion on Paul George. Like three years ago, I thought Paul George was the top five player in the NBA, and I yeah, he's not my top ten anymore. You know who thinks Paul George is the top five player in the NBA? Paul George. Yep. <laughs> that, that's every NBA player though. You have that sure. mentality. Sure. I yeah, I, I know that whole. It goes back to the whole Mario Chalmers thing, saying he's the best player in the NBA, and yeah. people laughing at him and be like, "That's actually the mentality. Every yeah, player in the NBA." That's it. Thanks for the, the best. best. Yeah. Yep. Which I get. Like, it's that's what makes them good. Oh, absolutely. And again, any player, like, it goes back to the fun story of Brian, Brian Scalabrini. You know, like. The, a, the White Mamba. The White Mamba, the journeyman who, you know, played in a bunch of different teams, played Chicago Bulls, whatever. And people would make fun of him watching NBA games. Oh, who's that redheaded dude? Whatever. Yeah, because he's a ginger. He, but he didn't. Was, he didn't look super athletic either. Like no, he, but there was a dude who like what challenged him to a pickup game and just got absolutely owned. Yeah, it was like a previous D one basketball yeah. player too. It wasn't. It wasn't just like no, you and right. me being like, "Hey, six eight Scalabrini, you know, come and play us in basketball." It was like it was a legit contender. And yes, dude, Scalabrini just washed him. Just again, like, yeah, again, why NBA is just so much better than college? Because the the absolute worst NBA player. Like who looks garbage in the NBA is far better than like the best D one college player. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got 
Yeah, people who were on the Hawks last year who now aren't in the NBA anymore and they're over in Europe or they're in China, the Australian League, Malaysia League, wherever. Any of those teams would still beat a college team. <laughs> yes. So as it stands right now, who do you think is going to be the number one seed in the West? Lakers. Yep, that's pretty easy. Who I do you think don't... is going to be number one in the East? Okay, so... As it stands right as, as it stands now, right now, Harden is still on the Rockets. As it stands right now, I'm going to go with conventional wisdom and I'm going to go with our historical data we have and say the Bucks. The oh, caveat, you're not, not going to hot take me. The, the cat. Oh, you'll get a hot take in a little bit. The caveat I will give <laughs> is if the Bucks get off to a rocky start, I think Bud gets fired and that will change things because Bud's a great regular season coach, as we've said. Not a good yeah. postseason coach. And the the Celtics, again, they're my team to watch in the East because they're just they have pretty much the same roster, but they're just gonna get better because their star young players are getting better. So I look for the Celtics. I I, I will say I think one and two will be Milwaukee and Boston, honestly, because the Nets are gonna take a while to figure out. Miami was a pretty mediocre regular season team last year. Yeah, um, they were. Philly will be good. And I could even see, honestly, I could see Philly being like a three seed if James Harden goes there, let's say. Maybe a three seed. But, right, I would but say, as it is right now. So as it is right now, I would say Milwaukee number one, probably Boston number two, and I would say probably Brooklyn number three. Just to kind of, I know you just asked for the top one, but that's my explanation. Nope, that is that is conventional wisdom. All right, I thought I was going to get a little hot take, but that was no. very that was a very cold take. I know. <laughs> what about What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm even colder than that because I'm just going to agree with you on it. Well. <laughs> I'm I'm like a, a cold piece of leftover Thanksgiving meat right now. There you go. <laughs> you know what you're getting and you're not exactly happy with it, but it's what you got. <laughs> it's what you got. All right. Do you want to go into predictions for coach of the year? Um, yeah, sure. What's yours? You, you go first. For coach of the year, Lloyd Pierce, Atlanta Hawks. They win the number one seed in the East. <laughs> no, that's not it. I think if the Lakers have a good regular season, I think there is just some momentum from that, and Frank Vogel could get the nomination. If, if they go from winning the finals and they have the best regular season record, I think he'll get coach of the year. I mean, I think that's good conventional wisdom. I think if Denver can be a top three seed again. I like that. I think Mike Malone gets it. That's my prediction. If they can be a top three seed. I agree with you, though. If, if LA just like just dominates again and there's no question, um, I, I, I think Vogel's a safe pick, but a lot of times they do like to give it to like, you know, those coaches who maybe like maybe should have gotten credit in the past and that kind of stuff. And obviously what, what Malone did with the Nuggets this past season was really incredible. So if they can repeat what they did and be a, and I actually, by the way, this might be a hot take. I think the Nuggets will be the number two seed in the West. That's my opinion. That is a hot take. I, I, hope, I, think, I hope you're right. I think I they'll be the, the number two seed in the West. So, so I guess by my personal 
predictions. I mean, I think I think Malone has a good shot of being the coach of the year. And I feel like a lot of Eastern Conference coaches have gotten it recently. Maybe, um, maybe that's not true, but um, I think it goes to the West this year. Now, another coach I think that could also get it, if they do better in the regular season if they're healthy, is Terry Stotts. I was just it, thinking that, too. I like if, what Portland did in the offseason. If Portland can be like a top four seed, I think well, they're, Terry they're Stotts also has a really, really good shot. They're historically top four. I mean, Portland could theoretically take that number two spot. I don't think they'll go that high, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if you have like L.A. So to me, it's top four seeds in the West would be probably um, Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, and potentially the Blazers. Yeah. Um, outside of that, you obviously have Golden State. Yeah, they're, Utah. they're a huge unknown. Right, but Golden State, Utah, uh, Phoenix, right? Like, there's some other yep. teams like that in the mix, so. I mean, if Dallas comes out, just, like, world on fire. Dallas will, yeah, they'll definitely make the playoffs. I guess they could be a four or five seed, too, um, depending. But they, they also have, I mean, they're also not as complete of teams as the other ones we just mentioned, right? And so, Luca, while he's amazing, can't be a one-man show. And Porzingis has to stay healthy, right? So, right. but that's my, that's my prediction. Um, I, agree, I agree with you there. Yeah. I think Frank Vogel has a little bit of goodwill built up too, from the Indiana days. Sure. Cause, cause those teams overperformed, you know, and they were always like a four or five seed. So it wasn't anything super sexy, but you know, that was back when I thought Paul George was a top five player in the NBA. <laughs> well, and that to me is the Terry Stotts argument. Is the same thing, yeah. right? He's built up a lot of goodwill, and he's had he's yeah. had really solid teams for a long, long time. And really, he's always done so well through through major injuries every single season. If yep. they can stay healthy, and he shows like, okay, this team is not to be fucked with, absolutely, I think he would be in the conversation just because he has. I think it's the same kind of count. So yeah, there's look, there's many different scenarios, and but I think the three that we mentioned are probably all really reasonable, you know, picks for it. But I would I would say Mike Malone is my actual pick. All right. So. I'm still sticking with Frank Vogel, but Okay. We I mean, I'd be happy to see it be Mike Malone too. Do she get some recognition. He does a good job. I mean, the nice thing about our process right now, Paul, is that neither of us are being like fucking Ryan Saunders is going to do it. We're going to be two seed. <laughs> like... I did say that about Lloyd Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it jokingly. I did it. I did it with love. <laughs> All right. Who do you think is going to be defensive player of the year? The Depoy. I think it's going to be Bam. Depoy. Just say Depoy. I think the Depoy is going to be Bam. Isn't it fun? Yes, it is Depoy. Oh, the Depoy. Okay, maybe not that. <laughs> Bam's a good pick. Yeah, I I could see it just going to Anthony Davis. Man, I feel like I'm a Lakers homer now. I think Frank Vogel's going to win Coach <laughs> of the Year, and I think AD's going to win Deep Depoy. I um, think I think I I think Bam's just a I just yeah his development, especially in the playoffs and look playoffs offensively, he was great. But he's such a good defender, and he's so young. He's like what 23, so yeah. he's I he mean has, yeah he has some growing room too. 
Anthony Davis is the yeah. Anthony Davis makes sense too, but I'm gonna pick Bam. That's my pick. I think other other contenders, as they always are, Rudy Gobert is always in the mix. If Jimmy Tuella, Butler, Jimmy Butler, if Joel Embiid is healthy and has a good year, you know, and some of it is some of it is based on your team success. So if the 76ers do well and Embiid's the core of a top five defense, you could see that happening. Kawhi could also be again. I mean, Kawhi he, could be he again. needs to he needs to have a prove it season so he can really lock down on defense and you know show that um, show that skill set again. Yeah, if there's the, a lot of options. If the leap Jason Tatum makes is on defense, that could be a dark horse because he's yep. a he's a really good defender right now. Yes. All right. What about sixth man of the year? Okay. So give me just a second to think of sixth men, but my pick. I'll I'll let you think, and I'll start off with my uh, mildly hot Homer take. Danilo Gallinari. Gallinari. Yeah, that's my pick. Because <laughs> he's he's now coming off the bench for the Hawks. He's getting paid like twenty mil a year. He's getting paid good money to come off the bench, and he's in there just to score. He's not in there for defense. So some of the six men on different teams are you know, and they're for defense or they're good all around players, you know, the steady hand type of thing. Gallows is going to come out firing. I mean, he's going to probably look to score like 20 points a game. I agree with you. I actually, that that's who I was going to say, but I was marinating on it for a second to make sure I wanted to say it. And, and generally that's who six men of the year go to players who score 20 a game and they're playing like, you know, kind of starter minutes, but just are not starting the game. Let me give you two examples. Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford, right? Jamal Crawford, yep. Norm Powell last. Norm Powell's a good overall player, though. Yeah. But uh, players like that who just come out, they score a lot of points. Dennis Schroeder was in that conversation, too. Yep. And I, But I, I agree with you. I think that makes the most sense because he's been used to a starting role for a long time, and he's going to have no pressure coming off the bench, and him against second units is going to be just dumb. So, yeah. And he's going to have opportunities. Yes. You know. Well, plus, think about it, too. You're going to have Rondo coming off the bench yeah. in that point guard role, and so he's going to have so many open looks. And the, and he likes to post up, too, so if he gets mismatched, he'll just take it in the post and not, <laughs> not even right. think twice about it. He's like, our starters are sitting. I'm just going to go post them up and score some points. Yep. So it won't be for his defense. It'll be for offense. But the homer in me says it's a good pick for sixth man of the year. I like it. Most improved player. This one's tricky because sometimes it goes to players who already are really good and then they come up. It could, it could go to like a Zion or something. Someone who's well, like unproven think, and then. Yeah, I don't think it'll go to Zion because it's only a second year, but I get what you're saying. Here's, here's what I think. The Homer and me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say D'Angelo Russell has a really good shot at most improved player. Because I think D'Angelo Russell is, I think there are parts of his career where he's been overrated, but I think he is very underrated right now, especially being in Minnesota. He's a really good player. And with having a healthy Wolves team, I think he will show how good he is again. And I think people will recognize that I think he could be most improved player. I'm going to say a name that you're going to like. Jamal Murray. Yeah. Because he was inconsistent. Like, he's always shown flashes of being really good. Yes. but his problem has been consistency and he was balling in the playoffs and it was last year, but last year matters for these awards. It just, it does. It's taken into effect. And so well, last year matters 
if he can continue it, right? So, if yeah, can, I mean, if he can continue the improvement that he showed in the playoffs, being consistent, absolutely. I think he has a chance for most improved player because that takes him from a top thirty player in the NBA to a top fifteen. Yeah, twenty. Close, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the edge of fifteen, <laughs> maybe. Sure. I mean, if if he's playing a good defense and he's putting up thirty points a night, right? That's like that borderline top fifteen right there. You can make it. You can make a case for that, and that's a tough jump to make. So I, I think someone like that has a has an outside shot. I think that's I think, a good. I think it's a good pick. I think it'd be nice to see D'Angelo Russell. He's kind of been overlooked everywhere he's gone. So if he really gets a chance to shine, that could that could do something for that's him. That's why. That's why I think. That's why I think he makes sense as a pick because that's a lot of times what happens with the most improved players. And he's like D'Angelo Russell has not been bad at all at, at any point in his NBA career. He's been good. He's just again, like Paul just said, he's been overlooked. He's drafted by LA, got traded to Brooklyn, you know, signed with Golden State, got traded to Minnesota. He's just been, I mean, he's been in three teams in four years. So, you know, he's. Yeah. And, and he's always playing second fiddle, and he's still right. kind of is to Cat, but it's not, it's not like he's playing second fiddle to Steph Curry, who's basically the same player, but better. He's the star guard, right? He's, yeah, he's now playing second fiddle to someone with a different game than his. Exactly. So, so his will shine more than it has in the past. Yes. That's a good take. I like that. I mean, most, yeah. most improved, someone else I'd love to see get it would be Bam. If he puts together a better offensive year and improves on defense still. Like, if, he, if he's a contender for the Depoy, defensive player of the year, and he takes that leap and he improves on offense... He could get both. Another player I could see in the East, uh, I think Siakam, because he was so inconsistent in the playoffs. I think if he comes back out, he could be he could be one to get it. I think the problem with Siakam though is that he almost regressed last year. Like that's, I that's think, what I'm saying though. I, I think, think two years ago he could have he could have potentially gotten most improved. Yeah, normally but I don't think he's someone who regressed. And then refixed it. It does. It's, it's happened before. I don't. I don't see it. I like Siakam. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be like upset if it's him. I always want players to do well. I, just, right. I don't. I don't see that storyline. Okay. Well, I agree to disagree. <laughs> Asshole. Hey, what do you got next? MVP, baby. The most important one. Best for last. Historically, just would have said LeBron. I think LeBron sits out more this year just because it's such a short schedule. I mean, they were just playing the finals like two months ago. So, yeah, let me go first on this. I'm going to piggyback off of exactly what you're saying. I don't think it will be LeBron. I think it will be Anthony Davis. Yeah, because I think LeBron sits out more. I think AD will be MVP this year. I really do. Um, look, I think Kawhi, again, I think Kawhi has a shot if he comes back out just like all cylinders, but I think it will be AD. That just kind of makes sense to me. Depending on how much sway ESPN has at the league behind the scenes, they're going to make Zion <laughs> the fucking MVP of the league. Next. Zion's going to play like 30 games out of 70. And they're going to be like, give this boy the MVP. <laughs> so Paul, what's your, what's your pick for MVP? 
Anthony Davis is a good pick. Um, Giannis is just, I mean, he's, if the Bucks have another really good regular season, because it's a regular season award. Jason he, Tatum, Jason Tatum could, could also again. be in the MVP conversation, I think. If he, if he elevates his game, like I think he's probably going to, Jason Tatum could be an MVP conversation. I, depending on where James Harden goes, he could be in the talks also. Yeah, if he goes to Philly and they're a top three seed for sure, right? I, I think there is just some reluctance to give MVP to a guy who forced his way out of sure. a team. So I kind of I, I kind of don't think that'll happen, even if James Harden has MVP caliber numbers on a really good team. I just I don't I don't think it'd be a great look for anyone involved if it's like, hey, this guy's out partying, you know, going out to strip clubs with terrible. Let me rappers. um let me and give a yeah. He just doesn't want because he's MVP. I agree. Let me give a dark horse. I don't think this will happen, but let me give you a dark horse in the scenario in which it would happen. You're gonna say cat. <laughs> no, it's 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 definitely not cat. Um watch me not watch. <laughs> Okay, Josh Okoge is amazing. Fuck you, Paul. Josh Okoge for MVP. <laughs> I love Josh Okoge. He's one of my favorite players. Um, okay, so if this team gets even, I think, a five seed in the Western Conference Finals, but I think that would be the, the, the low end of the bar, I think this player will be, will be in the conversation for MVP. Devin Booker. I think has the opportunity to be an MVP conversation. I don't think he will get it. Let me give that caveat. But if the Phoenix Suns go from no playoffs to five seed, Devin Booker is averaging 34 points a game, lights out, going batshit crazy, he could be an MVP conversation. Kind of, I mean, kind of on that point, if Portland is... I was going to say the same thing. Dame could be in, in conversation too. Because there is, I mean, there is some history and legacy to this award, and well, and I, I think, think it goes back a great to the, player for a long time, right? And I think it goes back to the same thing that you were talking about with with Frank Vogel and legacy, and like and and just familiarity in the league. Like again, Dame is is a familiar face in the league, so yeah, I, I would agree with that too. That was going to be my next thing I was going to say, but you want you um, want to hear my dark horse? Yep, Steph Curry. I think that's a good pick too. Because right as it is right now, he's going to have just the greenest of lights to fire up as many shots as he wants. And he wasn't playing last year. So if he comes out this year and he's just, I mean, smoking in, he's scoring 30 points on absurd efficiency and drawing double teams and all that. I mean, just averaging like <laughs> 10 assists or something crazy out of there. That could be a dark horse. The Warriors are just such an unknown that it could all just flop. And, yep. and he looks terrible and they don't make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs as a sixth seed sure, without Clay Thompson and without really a whole bunch of other help. I mean, you have now Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins. Like, not good. Yeah. <laughs> and they're probably starting Wiseman. Yeah. So your starting five is... Curry, Oubre, Wiggins, Draymond Green, and James Wiseman. Yes. Not good. And I I think that's why Steph Curry is either going to 
win MVP or they're not going to make the playoffs. That's because, probably true. Because <clears throat> if they make the playoffs, it's going to be because of Steph Curry. Right. You, you know as well as I am, it's not because of Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> I know all too well. Yes, I do. Thoughts uh, from a Timberwolves fan about Andrew Wiggins leading your team to the playoffs? Uh, nope. Because <laughs> no thoughts or it just uh, didn't happen? I'm good. <laughs> no thoughts. All right. Um, okay. So what's, me, what's, what's next? Hit me with some hot takes, man. Okay. So I have one big hot take. I'm trying to I think know. if I have any other small ones. Matt's been teasing this hot take to me. And I, yeah. I want to know it. Uh, what's your hot take? My hot take is you suck. <laughs> That's not even a hot take. Everyone thinks it. Awesome. But That's seriously, what... what's your NBA hot take? No, dude, I've been so psyched to hear how it takes. You've been pimping it up so hard. You got to go first. Hit me. Nope, you got to go first. All right, the Hawks win the whole thing. Seriously, what's your hot take? <laughs> you know, I uh, I don't really have one. I don't. I'm, all my takes are just normal and great. All right, let me give you a couple hot takes. Yeah, you're the you're the hot take guy over there. So I'm I'm gonna start very simple. I'm gonna go with coach hot takes, player hot takes, and then I'll do my my, my nice hot take. Okay, coach hot takes. Dude, this is why I should. This is why I don't even try because you're just coach, loaded with hot takes. Coach hot takes. I think the Raptors start off really bad and Nick Nurse gets fired. Oh fuck, that's a hotter take than I would have ever dreamed. Coach think, hot take. You think Nick Nurse gets fired? Coach hot take number two, I think the Bucks start off bad and Bud gets fired. That, okay. is, that is more likely. Yeah, okay. I think so anyway, those are the but again. You started but, off lucid dreaming in that. <laughs> Nick Nurse is not get, not getting fired. They're, <laughs> they're very hot takes. Okay. <laughs> um let's see. Player hot takes. I think Regardless of this is a hot take because it, it depends it it all depends on this player being healthy. Regardless of James Harden, I think Joel Embiid has one of the best seasons of his career this year. I would take, like to see that. Take for that what you will. He okay. and maybe and maybe Paul, maybe he's most improved player because of injury. He comes out just beasting it. One of the best he, players. I think he's kind of like a Siakam, though, where he's already shown how how great he can be. Yeah, but there have been players who have gotten it post-injury, though, Paul. I'm that's just saying. True. That's true. I'm just saying. I think that's, I think that's a different caveat than like just getting worse and getting better. Hey, I don't um, agree with it, and that makes it a hot take. There you go. Um, what, other, what other hot takes? Um, I think – okay, hold on a second. Mm, no, I'm not willing to make that hot take yet. Um, make so, it. Okay, so here's here's another hot take. Yes. I know he signed an extension. I think, I don't know if it'll happen during the season, but I think Donovan Mitchell gets traded either this season or in the offseason. Utah's really interesting. What I mean, what are they going to do? He signed the max extension, but I just yeah. I don't think it's going to work out long term. And I think if they just like have a mediocre 
postseason again, he I don't I don't think he's going to be happy. And I think they, yeah. even though they signed him to the max extension, I think they're going to maybe try and move him. So, okay. Um, okay. another hot take. I'm going to say. Um, I'm trying to think of another trade, like a player that will get traded or maybe won't get traded. Um, even though I think James Harden will probably get traded to the Sixers, I want to do a really hot take for a trade and say that the Nets trade Kyrie Irving for James Harden. I love that hot take. <laughs> and now for my hottest take of all, and this is actually like I legitimately actually kind of based really off of a lot of thinking. Oh, go ahead. You realize that Kyrie, the flat earther, would be playing for the Rockets, named after NASA Rockets. You, you, can't, you, you can't even, you can't even like, and with John Wall, did John Wall be so pissed off? Dude, that's how, that's how you know that the NBA is actually scripted and it's all just WWE. Yeah. <laughs> Kyrie ends up on the fucking Rockets. <laughs> so finally, right. here's my hot, hot, hot take. Okay. And it's actually based off a lot of like really thinking about how this like the teams and so it's about the eastern conference okay dude the fire is burning okay it's about the eastern conference and i was really thinking hard about this one and i put a lot of thought into it and i'm very comfortable with this take which okay doesn't say a lot for you but go on you ready i think the atlanta hawks will be a top four seed in the east (laughs) okay and I actually feel pretty good about that, honestly. All right. I like that. Do you want some explanation as to why? Yeah, hit me up with all the pro Atlanta talk. I love okay. it. So first of all, I was just... dirty to me. Dude, their roster is so good. I mean, I you're a homer, but their roster is so good. It went from being really bad to really good. <laughs> they like have... three days. <laughs> they, I mean... I I also Trey Young is going to have I think a really good season. He's getting even better. He is one of the top um, playmakers in the NBA. One of the best passers in the NBA. He's going to have more weapons who shoot higher percentages this year, which will make him better. He has Clint Capella, which will help space the floor because he. I mean, you're going to have Capella down low, who is a force. I mean, people kind of forget because he was injured with the Hawks when he got traded. Yeah, like, he hasn't he, played for a while. In Houston, man, Harden and, and Capella, dude, that dude is a freight train, right? So you have that. You have John Collins, who's a 2010 dude, go, like you said, is very underrated, goes under the radar, and he can shoot the three. Um, he's He can also play the five, so you can have Gallo with the four. But again, you have Gallinari, you have Cam Reddish, you have DeAndre Hunter. Um, you have these young, really good young players, and then you have Bogdanovich. And you have Rondo. And you have Kevin Herter, who's a decent shooter. You have yeah, so many good players. They're so deep. Their, and their bench used to be pretty bad. And it's, <laughs> it's very good now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They went from being a pretty bad team to a pretty good one overnight. I think Lloyd Pierce is a good coach, but they did add Nate McMillan, and I think he's a safeguard. Yeah, I think, was, I think that was a really smart hire. Yes, I agree. And he's going to help their defense too, which they need help with. So that's my that's my pro case for the Hawks are far better than I mean and and honestly the only reason Paul I'll give you some credit uh, which really happens but uh, this is so rare the I'm thing glad about I'm recording the, this the thing about the Hawks is I mean the only reason I know this is because you've given me all the info and then I've like put it against other stuff right because the Hawks are fly under the radar 
Yeah, um, they do. Eh, it's a pun. The it is under the radar. So, yeah. so, so let me tell you kind of the how I came to this this hot take, right? For sure, for sure, um, for sure, Milwaukee and Boston will have better regular season records, and I think probably Brooklyn. So yeah. those three, right? But Philly, Philly is an unknown. Philly is an unknown. They're not guaranteed. If, if, Harden, if Harden goes there, fired. <laughs> if, so, if if I I actually I so that's that's my next thing. I think the Hawks are better than the Raptors this year. I really do. Um, the Raptors are better coached, but I think the Hawks have a lot more talent. So I I think that's the best case scenario. I. Sure, but I still think that it's – I think the Hawks have so much talent. It's all on coaching staff right now. So I actually did want to give out a hot take during most improved player. Trey Young could get most improved player, even if he's not the most improved necessarily. I think if it, if everything goes as they want it to, that he'll get the national recognition for being – an improved player just because he he's going to go from being like the other guy in the Luka trade to like, Oh, holy shit. The dude's actually like really good. So there's only 72 games this year. Um, if the Hawks win 45 to 50 games, which would be like a good percentage. That's that is a high percentage. I, I understand. But if, if they did, I think he could even potentially be an MVP conversation, but that's like we'd have to see as the season progresses. I'm not, I'm not willing to commit to that yet. <laughs> no, I, I think most improved player. And again, it wouldn't even be that he's the actual like most like his skills improved the most year over year, but I think it'd just be sure. the recognition. And part well, of this is going to be he's going from passing spot up threes to like a 30% three-point shooter to 38% three. Like his assists are going to go up. And he was already averaging the like what the third most assists in the league. So yeah, he'll. I mean, he could average, and that's a crazy thing. He could average like thirty points a game and be number one in assists. And I think it, and that's that's the pipe dream, right? That's what we as fans always tell ourselves before the year is going to happen. But if he leads the league in assists and has another good scoring year, and his efficiency goes up, that's where I think the most improved player could come in. Yep. Which is, which is a hot take, and so I restrained from saying it, but I'll say it now during the hot take segment. Speaking of hot takes, ESPN decided to uh, stoke the fire a little bit, and they put out their top 10 players. So we actually agreed with quite a few of theirs. So ESPN's ranking in order. One's LeBron, which is it's a good ranking. <laughs> that was no both arguments. of our number ones. Two, they have Anthony Davis. Which was my number two. Three is Giannis. Which was both of our number threes. Yep. Four is Luca, which is where we start to get... Yeah, Luca, look, Luca is amazing, but that's way too high. Five is Kawhi. Six, mm. Kevin Durant. Seven, Damian Lillard. Which you had in your top ten, I didn't. Yep. Eight, Steph Curry. Nine, James Harden. And ten, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I mean, I think I think those are good. We both had a lot of those players in our top ten. 
the one caveat. So yeah, go back. I think Paul before our thing, uh, before our pod tonight, we talked about it's episode five of our podcast. Yeah, episode five, we went we went back and did our lists. So you guys can go and listen to it um, to get the more in depth stuff. But basically, the only caveat, big caveat to it, is that we both decided to not include Kevin Durant because of injury. So we kind of do the opposite of ESPN, right? Like ESPN does it. ESPN is projecting out for this year. Correct. We we do it based off of the previous season. So we did at the end, and we're like, okay, this is it, right? Yeah. So based on who played last year, who were the best players? Correct. They do it kind of the opposite. So we didn't include Kevin Durant because he didn't play. That's our whole thing. So, um, but we both agree that a healthy Kevin Durant is a top ten player in the NBA. Absolutely. That's that's the point. So no arguments from us. Really funny how. You know, Paul kind of alluded to it earlier, but Zion was put at number 19. Zion's which... played like 30 NBA games, if that. Which is, it's 19 is absurdly high. And yeah. that's, <laughs> that's what I was alluding to before with, <laughs> I mean, if I ESPN know, I has know. any sway in the right. league, Zion's going to win MVP this year. <laughs> I know I'm a homer and you're a homer. So Cat was 23 and Trey Young was 29. There's no way on God's green earth that Zion at this point is better than either one of those players. No, no. way. No, no way. Zion like, hasn't, Zion hasn't proven anything yet. I know you don't like Russell Westbrook like a lot, but he was in the thirties or forties and he's better than Zion currently. Yeah. I kind of think they're a decent comp for each other because they're both just athletic freaks. Neither one of them can really shoot the outside shot that well. They're both, sure. They're both a lot better around the rim. Like they're both really good rebounders for their position. Sure, but Russell Westbrook has averaged a triple double for two seasons in a row, and he has yeah. the clout in the NBA. Zion again, he played like hardly any games. So, oh, and and that, that's what I'm trying to get to with all that is that they're maybe their play styles are somewhat comparable, and yet you're saying that the person who has only played 30 games in the league is a lot better, like 20 positions higher. Than the guy who averaged a triple double twice, like come on, yeah, come no on. way, no way, it's it's insane. But whatever, ESPN is just looking for clickbait for their paywall so they can just go fuck themselves. By the way, fuck ESPN. Yeah, how about that? Fuck ESPN, man. They they started putting all the good stuff behind paywall, and what are we supposed to do? Become rich people and pay for ESPN Plus? There are so <laughs> many other there are so many other good like sports news sites i would pay for way before espn also speaking of what shout out to defector which i pay for is it's the people who made the old blog deadspin and deadspin was great defector is also great so shout out to shout out to defector i'm gonna shout out the athletic because i really like the athletic um athletic's good I'm going to shout out specifically uh, Minnesota beat writer, John Krasinski. I know he has the same name as the guy who was on The Office, but um, he is really awesome and writes super good in-depth articles about the Wolves. So shout out, because he's pretty cool. Um, nice. that's, a, that's a quality shout out. He's he's actually really good, man. He's He wrote this really cool. So he, he's written a lot about Cat, like with his struggles with his mom, but he wrote this really good article about Ricky Rubio and Ryan Saunders and their relationship. Because Ricky lost his mom to cancer a few years ago. Ryan obviously lost his dad, Flip Saunders, longtime Timberwolves coach to cancer. He's a really good writer. So it's cool to have that. Like a lot of markets don't have that talent. But um, 
The other Minnesota shout-out I want to give, preseason starts on Saturday, at least for Minnesota. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to the Fox Sports North crew. Um, mainly my, trying, to, trying to get the hook up now. Hey, mainly my boy Jim Peterson, uh, color commentator for the Wolves. He is – honestly, I'm super surprised he's not been snatched up by a major network because he is, I think, one of the best in the entire NBA. He's Jim super Peterson's knowledgeable. He is He's a boss. Great. If you ever have an opportunity to watch a Wolves broadcast, I know it sounds kind of weird. I'm like Fox Sports North. Do it. He is so good because he gives like he's not a homer. He gives really good analysis on both teams. If the Wolves fuck up, he'll be like, "That was a dumb play." <laughs> and Do the Wolves he, ever fuck up though? All the time. <laughs> and uh, and when you know the other team has a great player, he will he will talk about how good those players are. So shout out to Jim Peterson. And he's just a genuinely great dude. He's a good dude. If you're a good dude, you're getting a shout out. A shout out to Absolutely. Jim Peterson. Yeah. Uh, Paul, um, do you have any Atlanta Hawks shout outs? No, man. I want to give a shout out to Cat. Oh, man. Your boy Cat. Yeah. Kat. yeah. Cause, Cause Kat's lost, what, seven people to COVID? So Cat's mom passed away from COVID in April, I think. Um, he has lost six other relatives since. He's having a really hard time, uh, which is completely Un- understandable. Yeah. Understandable. And, I mean, if the dude decided to, like, walk away from the game, even for the season, I wouldn't blame him. Family is bigger than basketball. It's more important. And, and like, your personal mental health is, is more important than basketball. So, yeah, I mean, shout seven, out to Cat. Seven people from COVID is tough. Yeah, shout out to Cat. Shout out to Cat and, I mean, other people who have lost. Also, I want to give, give a shout out. Um, before, we, before we wrap things up here today, I want to uh, give a shout out to our dear friend, Jerry. <laughs> oh no, where is this going? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so Jerry is a really dear friend of Paul and I's from high school. He is like the nicest person you'll ever meet. And also the smartest person I know. No offense, Paul. No, um it's and it's not and even Jer- close <laughs> and it was funny because we were on a video chat the three of us uh and my wife and we were on a video chat like a couple of weeks ago and jerry is so nice but jerry also has uh a couple of kids and he has like a newborn and so he's in that kind of like newborn phase of parenting right now which is can be a little interesting but jerry like does it with Jerry's style which is amazing because jerry's amazing Jerry's great at whatever he does. Jerry's the best. He's the best. He's like one of the most universally liked people I've ever met. My parents are like in love with Jerry. They would like throw me in a dumpster for Jerry, honestly. And they, <laughs> they might just Paul. throw you in a dumpster anyway, though. My parents, my parents <laughs> love my parents love Paul, but they would throw Paul in a dumpster for Jerry, straight up. <laughs> they they okay. would throw me in a nicer dumpster than you, though. But we're on this video. Yeah, sure. I don't disagree with that. But we're on this video chat, and we're talking about. The Timberwolves and and Jerry, um, Jerry was talking about how he and his wife went to a Timberwolves game one time, and he was just like, "Ricky Rubio is trash. He's terrible. He's awful. Ricky Rubio is trash. He's the worst player I've ever seen. I, I don't even know why he's in the NBA. He's not even NBA caliber player." And it's funny because he's and I love Ricky Rubio. Obviously, as a Timberwolves fan, he's like, I mean, the 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 the, the Spanish unicorn, right? Like, just Ricky yeah. Rubio's. He's one of the most loved players and i was saying this to jerry like behind kevin garnett ricky rubio is probably the second most loved timberwolves player people just love him he has a great personality very infectious personality he plays really hard great teammate right just like a really cool guy 
And I was trying to tell Jerry, I'm like, I'm not even biased in this, but Rubio's a good NBA player. Yes. He's definitely right. not a bad NBA player. Right. And so Jerry's going on this whole tangent. And then we finally figure out, <laughs> we finally figure out the reason he was all pissed off because there was, there was this promotion going on with Cherry Berry, which is a frozen yogurt place that if they like scored a certain amount of points or something in the fourth quarter or some kind of thing, that the whole place would get free Cherry Berry. And so Ricky Rubio wasn't living up to Jerry's expectations of getting free Cherry Berry. So shout out to Jerry. I mean, you do go to the NBA game to get free frozen yogurt. <laughs> it's hilarious. Just the nicest guy. Everyone knows that one person who's just universally loved and just yes. like everything about them is great. That is <laughs> He's just like, Ricky Rubio sucks. And we're yeah, like, Whoa, it was what? Like so shocking. Yeah, it was hilarious. Anyway, well, uh, I don't know, Paul. I don't really have anything else, but I, I think season starts soon. We're going to probably watch the first slate of games. We may not hit anything till after Christmas because I feel like that would be a good time to, to really talk about some things. Maybe we could do a preview right before, but maybe we'll hit it after. But um, looking forward to the start of the season. Preseason will be this weekend, and we'll see what happens. There's one other thing we need to share with the people, though, before we go, and that is your love of Cool Whip. Because it's it is cool whip season, man. You got pumpkin pies, you got French silk pies, you just got random pies with cool whip. I've I for one am anti cool whip. I am against big cool whip. They're invading everything. They need to be stopped. Someone needs to investigate big cool whip. You have the other opinion, and you just want cool whip on fucking everything like a madman. Tell the people. Why you are so pro big cool whip? Let me first start this by saying if you can have homemade whipping cream or whipped cream, that is the ideal topping to put on your pie. Homemade is the best, but okay. cool, cool whip is amazing. Cool whip also, um, you're going to be very, I don't remember, maybe this was what it was because I don't know if we were like, I don't know if you were over or what it was, but Basically, I took I took Cool Whip out of the freezer and was eating it like ice cream because you yeah. can do that. Yeah, and, and I was over there and I was just like, "The fuck is wrong with you?" It's delicious. It's, like I knew that you were challenged, but not like this. It's like eating marshmallow, like frozen marshmallows, almost. It's just delightful. Cool Whip is amazing. Marshmallows suck. Hot take: Marshmallows are amazing, especially when you burn the shit out of them over a campfire. So, uh, Cool Whip no, is I mean, amazing. I made s'mores gonna... growing up with just graham crackers. Marshmallows are dumb. Chocolate's You're, dumb. Toasted graham crackers, where it's at. You don't make a s'more with just a graham cracker, you fucking idiot. That's not how <laughs> that's, s'mores work. That's Jesus what I did, man. That's what I did. Well, no, you didn't. You just toasted graham crackers like a dumbass. Who toasts oh, yeah. a fucking graham cracker? Okay, so all these kids are having fun, like getting their fingers sticky with, you know, marshmallows and getting chocolate over the lips, and Paul's sitting there like a dumbass with fucking stupid graham cracker by the fire. Just nibbling on the toasted yeah, graham cracker that's that's rough man yeah it, that probably explains why i ended up with you as my friend you only deserve the worst paul <laughs> anyway yep. Point i taken. think that i think that wraps it up for for this uh for this time but uh we'll see you guys after the beginning of the season maybe ish and uh until then i guess i'm matt i'm paul and that was fucking basketballers <laughs>